Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. Hi and welcome to the Talking Wyndham podcast for the Committee for Wyndham. My name's Kevin Hillier. And in this edition, you will meet the brand new coach of the Werribee Football Club. He's a brand new coach, but not a brand new person around the club. He's been at the club, I think it's four times now, but we'll go through all those uh, uh, ins and outs of his uh, playing and coaching career with the Werribee Football Club with Michael Barlow who, of course, uh, has had a terrific career in the AFL uh, after being at Werribee at the start and then uh, going on his AFL journey, then coming back and then leaving and then coming back again. And uh, now as the 2021 season is about to start, he's the senior coach at the Werribee Football Club. Michael, in just a tick, don't forget if you want to find out what the Committee for Wyndham is all about, it's very simple. Check out their brilliant new website with all the details of events coming up and uh, what is and isn't involved in becoming a member of the Committee for Wyndham and, of course, what they're up to with uh, various programs. All there on the website or on the Facebook page, so make sure you have a look and see how you can become involved even more so in the uh, in the City of Wyndham community. But let's get to uh, the 2021 footy season. It's about to begin at Avalon Airport Oval and uh, the man in charge at the Werribee Football Club is uh, is my guest today. Happy to say my guest on Talking Wyndham this week is the coach, the senior coach of the Werribee Football Club, Michael Barlow. Hello Mick, how are you? Uh, very well, Kevin. I hope you're going okay as well. Yes, absolutely. Looking forward to the start of the footy season. You've you've had a, a couple of practice matches now. Uh, you, you're feeling, you know, like a real footy is actually really back. Well, yeah, it's been good. I suppose the the bleed in of Victorian footy now with crowds starting to go to the AFL makes it all a little bit more real, doesn't it? So, just looking forward to to getting out and, and building some continuity with a with a playing group that is relatively similar to what, what we looked to have in 2020 despite not getting a season, but um, there is some changes, some exciting changes on the field and, and off it, so it's all, all ramping up nicely. Yep. Mick, uh, you'd understand too, I guess, but probably better than anyone, uh, the importance that footy plays in a community. I mean, you're a shepherd and boy, you went to Assumption College, you, you came to Werribee uh, back in the to sort of the late 2000s. Um, the importance of footy to the community and the, and the role it plays and, and the fact that Bloody hell, we missed it last year. Absolutely. And even from my point of view, if, if, if I speak kind of internally, when footy was taken away from us in terms of the competing um, viewpoint in 2020, sorry, it, it actually opened my eyes again to how much you enjoy doing it and how much um, the love for, for playing the game and competing is still the source of, of why, you, why you do it. And that was my own experience. And then since then, I, um, you know, essentially hung up the boots, for, for lack of a better term. And um, I'm very comfortable with that. But at the same time, when it was taken away from me internally, when I'd wrap my head around, you know, playing and, and going for another season, it was it was heartbreaking, essentially. And, and for me, at the back end of my career, and it isn't the be-all and end-all now to, to continue to play, that really highlights what it was for these guys, especially 18, 19, 20-year-olds when I was at that age, as you, as you alluded to coming from Shepparton, moving down to, to play BFL footy, it was the be and end-all. was the weekend and competing and playing and the excitement around that, the nervous energy and the build-up. For that to be taken away from these guys, I think has seen 
some and, and a minority kind of walk away from it and understand that it isn't you know, the be all and end all for them. But those that have stuck with it, and which is the, the vast majority, um, that they'll play with a bit of a chip on their shoulder. And I think that heightened sense of um, appreciation for, for what sport provides to the intrinsic, um, but also being involved in a, in a team environment. Have you seen that in the players uh, in the return uh, to this season, that joy again in just kicking a footy, not not worrying about whether they're going to be drafted, not worrying about whether they're going to play senior footy or whether they're going to go back and play at their local club. They're just out there kicking a footy with their mates and having, a, having that experience again? Absolutely. And it's been highlighted from our more senior players that that was the, the tricky one, I think, in terms of the new look BFL, a, a reduced salary cap, um, having the year off, what would our or more senior players that have been around a while, what would their approach to it be? And their approach has just been um, overwhelming in terms of the positivity around it and, and the fact that they do it because they enjoy it. They want to be involved in a team environment. So it, as a coach and as a coaching group, we've got to be mindful. And sometimes you do drift off and, and uh, shift away from that, um, I suppose, focal point of why we do it is that we enjoy it. Yeah. And we, we do it because the game day comes on Saturday and that's the three hours of the week we want to really harness the enjoyment and excitement around. Um, so, yeah, I'm still learning a little bit in terms of my coaching and the way I'm approaching things to make sure that that is the focus and not to take – nothing's ever as bad as it seems, nothing's ever as good as it seems and, and just make sure everything you do, you do with a smile on your face and um, with your heart full of joy. So it is sometimes hard as a, as a coach to, to rewind, yeah. rewire yourself to, to, uh, to shift your focus to that. Um, but yeah, it, it is the, uh, I suppose, yeah, as I said, the focal point of why we do it. So maintain the enjoyment and, um, hopefully we can just keep enjoying ourselves and win, Kev, because that, that, uh, obviously helps with oh. the enjoyment and satisfaction behind things. No doubt about that whatsoever. I, I guess, uh, some of the work you've done in the last few years around the club in terms of some of the community work you've done, is that, is that also heighten your actual love of the game and your appreciation of the game? and sport in general for what it brings to the community level? Because, I mean, I know you've done a lot of schools and a lot of uh, junior coaching and stuff in the last few years. Certainly, Kev. Uh, I'd imagine, well, I'd, I do know for a fact that since I've stepped away from the highest level of, of AFL football, it, it's heightened my enjoyment for it and it's also stimulated me uh, more so to to give back to the game that, um, you know, only oh, I'm only 33, so I'm really aware if I do this well and, and stay engaged in, in the roles I'm doing at the moment, then football will be my life. Mm. Um, and, you know, as I say that, I feel really humbled and, and really satisfied and fulfilled, but also very lucky that that can be, that's a path that I can continue to do and continue to attach myself to. So the smallest thing I can do is, is give back to elements of the community, like the, the Manor Lakes program we've won, run for a couple of years with Mark Gaddick, Hamish McGuinness and the community team here at, at Werribee um, are doing a lot of good work at Good News Lutheran at the moment and any involvement or capacity I can have in that space, absolutely. I want to be be involved in, and um, be, a, be a leader in that, that space. So I have been given a lot from the game, even from the early stages when I came down to Werribee and um, ran a few clinics for school kids when I was 20 years old. It was... Yeah. You know, I wouldn't back then. I'm pretty sure I didn't have much idea what I'm doing. Not to say that I have a huge amount of amount of knowledge of what I'm doing now, but uh, I probably say it with a little bit more conviction now, Kev. But it's it's all about just um, yeah, ensuring that that what the game's given to me, I can never give back to the game as much as the game's given to me. Even so, 
as I said, I'm only 33, but um, yeah, I think those the credits that the game of football will continue to give me will always outweigh um, what the remuneration, what what I can actually get back from it uh, intrinsically. 150-odd games of AFL footy, uh, two clubs, uh, uh, some some major inju- injuries, some some really, um, uh, you know, life-changing almost injuries. Did you ever fall out of love with the game? Yeah, it's, it's a great question, Kevin. I suppose that, that element of me coming out of AFL football and back into the semi-professional environment and, and the weight, and a lot of AFL players say this, it feels like a weight is lifted off your shoulders when you do trans- transition out of the game, probably after about six to 12 months in that sweet spot, that period of you're far far enough disconnected from it, from the day-to-day of it, that, and also are comfortable enough in transitioning into what you're doing. For me, that was my own experience, was six to 12 months out, I was I was starting to really have some purpose in what I was doing, doing on a day-to-day basis, transitioning out. Now, a lot of that is what we've discussed in, with the Werribee Football Club being my main... Um, Main focus individually when I when I finished playing was coaching, um, you know, continuing to play and doing some community work. So that's when you do, I suppose, tend to appreciate things a lot more. Whereas when you're in the cut and thrust of an AFL career, it is so easy to one take it for granted at times the, the life you're living, but also um, overcomplicate and place over an over a sense of over importance on things that. I look back on it now, like it's it's stuff that you shouldn't lose sleep over, and you shouldn't um, worry too much about in terms of uh, it having a huge negative impact on on your life. So there were were moments through my AFL career where it was a little bit um, my, my love for it was jaded, and my purpose was jaded. And yeah. um, you know, the more uh, well now at thirty three, a little bit wise, a little bit older, but also with that stress of being a professional athlete now removed from me, I would have would have handled certain things a lot differently but at the same time um, yeah, it, it is what it is and we're continually learning and continually um, finding finding things out about ourselves to make ourselves better uh, professionally, personally um, and within all the other aspects of our lives. You're not far removed from the from the young man that had, you know, the stars in his eyes of being an AFL footballer and that's what drove you. What do you when you see that in young kids now, what do you tell them? What what message do you give them about how to go about doing what you did. Mm. Yeah, I was very lucky, Kev, I suppose. You do need an element of luck to get an opportunity at, at AFL level and the, the realities of it are that I'd say 90% of the guys that attach themselves to, to VFL programs have those stars in their eyes and have those ambitions to get onto AFL list. Unfortunately, the, the reality is that that 90% that want to get there, a very, very small amount will. Um so you've got to be careful when you're messaging around um, what you can essentially promise to these players and, and these young athletes is to give them every opportunity. Uh, but if, if you're spreading that message to, to 30 to 35 players on your list, if you do the math, you can only play 22 on a weekend. And you, you, you've got to be very careful in, in um, you know, being a hypocrite around, yes, you can say to players that you're going to give them every opportunity but the reality is at times through form and injury and whatnot they're not going to get opportunity to play VFL football and the new rules with um, a certain amount of players that you have to play under the age of 22 so how does that marry up the um, development process for players versus the performance so there's 
so many things to take into, event, uh, into account. But what I can really assure my playing group and, and everyone involved within the World Footy Club is I'll give them the best opportunity and be very, very genuine and authentic and um, real with them uh, around um, where they where they may be at and where they're going. Um, and also the, the element of you can't make any, any uh, concrete promises in this game because despite me sitting back and looking at our list and looking at some magnets on the board at the moment and I'm very lucky and privileged to have some of these players in my team because I feel they've got um, higher aspirations and, and warranted aspirations beyond where they are at the moment. Um, some, sometimes, you know, what will be will be and that might just not work out for them for whatever reason. So yeah. uh, I've got to be a bit balanced in, in your approach and your discussions with them, but uh, at the same time, invest in your people and you'll give yourself every chance to, to do it well. You mentioned you need a little bit of luck, but you also obviously have to take that opportunity and grab it with both hands. Is that? Is that? Is that, Do you feel you did that? That you grabbed your opportunity mm. when you went to Fremantle and went, you know, this is it. I'm gonna. I'm really gonna mm. actually work hard on this. And that, yeah, that's my discussion. I suppose furthering your point about players that want to go off and and play in the AFL. It's it's one thing to get there, but then it's about actually getting there. Once you get there, understanding. My own experience was, yes, I got drafted to Fremantle. I was over the moon and I thought, how good this? Validation for a lot of work. But in about 12 hours' time after that initial excitement, you start to realise, well, I'm the 46th or 47th person on this list now in terms of their depth chart. So you've got to climb the ladder again. So if you build really good habits at that that tier down from from the AFL, I think that, that was an advantage that I had, that I built those habits. I fought for a lot, lot that I or that, fought for that opportunity by no means on my own, but in a different um, in a different avenue to, to what others do at a younger age, that you actually go in there understanding it's go time now and I don't have time to develop. Yeah. So that's that's what I love about these guys that transition from BFL footy to, to the AFL. You just see them um, adapt really, really quickly. And with that understanding that they're not there to waste time, they've done uh, – when they actually do get the opportunity on a list, it's, it's unfinished business, whereas sometimes on the other – other hand, players are, are there to, um, you know, be spoon fed a little bit and have their hand held through the initial phases to understand what's actually required at the level. Yeah, uh, you started with a bang. I mean, you had uh, one of the best first years we've ever seen until you broke your leg. But your first game was thirty plus possessions. I think it was thirty three or thirty four possessions. When did you feel like you belonged? When did you feel like you? Yeah, I am an AFL player. I I, I should be. This is where I'm. This is where I'm supposed to be. To, to be honest, I don't mean to say this. Uh, with the sense of arrogance or, or, or however you want to, to perceive it. It's the year prior um, to getting drafted, when I was playing for Werribee in 2009, it would have been, yep. was the year I really set myself around, okay, I, I want to challenge myself against players that are on AFL list. Yes, they're not playing AFL, but they're, they're on list. And that's when I certainly felt a sense of um, belonging at that level that I can actually make it onto a list and not look out of place but then yep. the next challenge will be getting an opportunity at AFL level on the field so I think it was all born out of probably well definitely I'd say that 2009 season um, under Simon Atkins and where it'd be pretty club after a, a solid enough 2008 so it was, there was an element of um, this is this is go time for me I want to compete against these guys that are on AFL list and show, show recruiters that I'm at their level if not elevated above them so once I did get into the AFL, though, Kev, I think the longer you're in it, you actually start to um, scrap and claw a little bit more. And, and the position I played and probably the way I played, uh, I always felt like I was on the edge 
of, of selection and okay. um, only a couple of games away from, you know, a spot being jeopardised in the side and, and potentially a spot on the list, which actually end, ends up happening, I suppose, with with my career path towards the end of Fremantle. It all happened pretty quickly to, to the club kind of going down the gurgler a little bit on field in terms of their performance. And, um, you know, that, that makes you a little bit vulnerable. And, and I suppose when uh, I finished up at the Gold Coast, it was a bit of, bit of the same thing with uh, list dynamic and direction of the club and, and I suppose the demographic or age profiling of myself and um, what I could offer to that club. Yeah. What was the lure of coaching? Why did, why did coaching uh, become an obvious step for you to take? Yeah, it probably wasn't as obvious as, as it's framed or turned out to be in, in the time frame of uh, two, I suppose it's two years, yes. Yeah, so in two seasons, despite not having a season last year, it's been 24 months out of the game to transition to being a, a full-time coach with a wherever footy club in, in a uh, second-tier comp is. I have to pinch myself a little bit to understand that I've got this opportunity. Um, but at the same time, 24 months ago, I, I wasn't thinking or dead set or adamant that coaching was was the pathway for me. I was offered a couple of roles within AFL clubs as soon as I finished and the fact that I'd, I turned them down respectfully thinking that I wanted to try a few different elements of, of life without being, I suppose, uh, not, not handcuffed but really throwing myself right back into a specific career path. So it all, all happened with a fair bit of fluidity to, to actually get to this point where I still do have some flexibility with my lifestyle, which sometimes uh, Kev is to the angst of our CEO here, Mark Penaluna. Um <laughs> But that's okay. We can work with him and, and make sure he's, he's not too hot, hot and bothered about it. But a long, a long way to answer a, a simple question is um, Mark Williams was a huge mentor for me in the space of coaching. And I had as good an apprenticeship in coaching as I think anyone could ask for because I had essentially one-on-one tutoring for – especially that 12 months, first 12 months out when I had good time availability and access to Choco um, when we were playing games and, and setting up training and um, the admin side behind behind what coaching is. So I was very, very lucky that I saw that firsthand. Now, do I want to be like Mark Williams? Not specifically, um, both on and off, both inside and outside of the coach's box. So I have a huge respect for, for what he does and the, the person he is and he'll forever essentially be yeah, my number one mentor in the space of coaching. Footy's a, a very hungry beast. It'll take every minute of time you can possibly throw at it. What do you do to get away? What do you do to lift the pressure off yourself and uh, and you know get away from footy, get footy out of your head? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a very good question again, because in terms of I suppose time availability and um, what where my life sits now compared to I probably I do look back on my AFL career and, and think that I wasted some time there in terms of developing myself professionally whilst. You're playing footy. Yes, I finished a university degree and I did some other bits and pieces, but the time availability that, that you had, um, I had back then, I, I just didn't fully maximise. So oh, I've really hit the ground running, I suppose, out, outside of the AFL, um, again, with the assistance of the Werribee Footy Club and what, what it supplied me. And it is a very, um, uh, I suppose, it's a, it's, a, it's a job and a role that you have to throw yourself fully into. But ideally, you need to be doing the best job you can in this space that you need to prioritise some time for yourself. So my girlfriend Riley makes sure that, um, you know, I'm not, not uh, bringing too much, I suppose, of the football club back home with me and understanding that there's going to be times when I'm 
I'm working at home a lot of the time and, and getting things ready, but I, I like to prioritise a bit of time with her going for a walk or getting down for a run in the morning. Um, is a big thing for me, doing some exercise first thing in the morning, a lot of the time with Riley, so it's that connection time and just some some time in the morning when you can take take the pace off the day, um, set yourself up, clear the head, and and then attack what lies in front of you for that. But, yes, yeah, a little bit of uh, swimming, running, and, and all of that to keep yourself fit and, uh, physically fit and uh, firing. Not that I'm going to be available to play, but I think I still can get out there, Kevin, go, go quite well. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's, at the moment, still finding my way a little bit with that balance of, of work and, um, and and what's going on with my life off the off the field. Yeah, twenty twenty one footy season. It'll look different, as you mentioned. There's uh, certain rules that have come in at, at, at VFL level. So when people go down to Avalon Airport, able to have a look, they'll see a slightly different looking side because there'll be a, a predominance of uh, of young blokes in there as well as the older blokes. Well, are you excited about the twenty twenty one season? I mean, you're going to be going to Southport to play, and you're going to be playing against mm. uh, Sydney teams, and all sorts of things are happening. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a, an evolving beast what the VFL is, too. So we'll take off to, to Southport at some stage during the year. But um, the the focus for me, absolutely, is to make sure we stay in the moment a fair bit and, and focus on what we can control. So I'm starting to sound a bit like a coach now as I, <laughs> as I speak, isn't it? The one, one week at a time and not to get too far ahead of ourselves. But, um, yeah, I haven't thought a huge amount, to be honest, around the, the extension of um, – extension of the, the teams and the competition and where we might be going and, and whatnot because yeah. there's so much work for me to do and my coaching group to do to make sure that um, you know, we've got a brand that, that looks looks very good and competitive in, in the new landscape, which yeah, I'm confident I'm confident it will, but um, yeah, let's just let's just get a few competitive hit outs under the belt first and, and then we can set our sights on the season proper. Yep. Mick, it's been terrific to catch up. It's an amazing journey. I mean, you're probably one of the few people that you came into the club, uh, to the Werribee Footy Club as a player. You went out as a player and, and went to AFL. You came back in as a player and sort of coach again. Then you went out again as a player, but now you've come back in again as a senior coach. So it's been, it's been a, a, a terrific journey. There's something about uh, the Werribee Footy Club that obviously you like. Absolutely. Uh, and what mainly revolves around that is the people, Kev. So and I'll say this, you know, with, com- with complete honesty and um, transparency that it starts right at the top of Mark Van Luna is uh, one of the greatest operators I've come across in, in the journey that I've, I've had to date in terms of footy admin and footy environments and creating a place that you feel really comfortable attaching yourself to. Um, he can be a bit old school, Kevin, the way he operates and, and does things, but we'll have to learn to live with that. Um, but then it filters down, doesn't it? Stu Ballack, who has finished up with us now as our footy manager, was, was here when I first started way back in 2008 and, and only just finished up last year. So the people here are, are tremendously stoic and stable in, in what they do, but also their their priorities always revolve around the people and not so much around bottom lines and X, Y, and Z. It's always investing the people first and um, it'll it'll stand everyone in good stead and, and stand the organisation in good stead as, as to why I have such an affiliation with this place. Mick, thanks for your time. Good luck for the 2021 season to you and uh, everyone at the Warby Footy Club. Thanks, Kev. We'll chat very, very soon.
My thanks to Mick, and I should say that I've been involved in the Werribee Football Club as the media manager for many years now, uh, very proudly, and uh, looking forward to the uh, 2021 season, which will kick off on April the 17th. The first three games are at home. The first one is against Collingwood on uh, Saturday the 17th uh, for a 2.30 start. The second is against Williamstown on the 24th of April. That's a 7 o'clock start, so a night game. And then the third one we can't give you details of yet because that hasn't been released. A very fluid fixture for the uh, VFL season for 2021, but uh, one thing that you can do, uh, even if you can't lock the games in just yet, is lock in your membership at the footy club. Jump on the website, werribeefc.com.au. Memberships available, all different packages, and you can be at Avalon Airport Oval cheering Mick and the boys on in the 2021 season. Good luck to the Werribee Footy Club. I hope it's a good season for them too, as I'm sure you do. Hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast. Uh, Until I see you again, uh, take care. My name's Kevin Hillier. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.